We are live. Um, it's not, live where? Oh, uh, this is we're in San Francisco. That's for sure. Um, this is a podcast to just. I just wanted to record a conversation with you, Diane. I'm not gonna lie. Um, this is not for anyone to actually listening listen to. So if anyone's actually listening to this, I'm like, why are you listening to this? But it's, I guess it's whatever. Um, I just feel like I want to be able to look back and like have these conversations with you or just whoever I like I'm like oh yeah I have this podcast where I just like literally talk to people about like things so when historic things happen I can be like oh yeah this is before that crazy event happened like right right it's just important to me to record things so I can remember them because I my memory is not like that great all the time definitely mm-hmm. smoked way mm-hmm. too much weed in my life or maybe not enough one of the two and plant just, medicine yeah plant medicine <laughs> marijuana um like brooke has like literally like word for word can't remember like what i said to her and it's I'm just like oh, i'm so screwed like i know i'm so screwed right right <laughs> she's gonna use that against me like every at every available opportunity i'm like i, I don't remember saying that but if you were saying it you probably was exactly it i have friends that do that they remember every detail and if it's not important to me it leaves my brain it's not if it doesn't affect me on a daily basis it leaves my brain i'm, I'm good at like associating things and like remembering like especially when there's like an emotional attachment to the information then i'm like oh yeah i'll never forget that or like like for example there was this time i had to have been like four two three four not two but like definitely somewhere between like four and five this was like kindergarten pre preschool and i remember like really upsetting my mom's friend or my friend's mom and just the look on her face. She's wearing a blue shirt with red lipstick, black glasses, blonde hair, I think blue eyes. Yeah. I just can't get that out of my head because of just how angry she was. It's just that, that strong emotion is like how we remember things. Oh. So yeah, just I don't even remember why I upset her or what I what I did as right. to you know, p- yeah. piss her off, but I just will never forget that. Yeah. So so weird, but Yes. Hey. Uh, okay, yeah. Significant memories like that that affected us. Trauma. Uh, trauma. Trauma. Right. All, all the cool kids got trauma. Yeah. I I remember, okay, so this is kind of bad. I remember when I was a kid, you know, we kind of get a little smart aleck, you know, or we say things we don't know. Pushing boundaries, baby. Oh, we push boundaries. And sometimes we don't even know we're pushing boundaries. And I had to have been about eight, eight maybe. And my mom gave me a rag and said she wanted me to clean the kitchen floor. And I'm and I'm just like, how? I don't I don't I don't clean kitchen floors. So if you give me a rag, it's like I couldn't believe that. So I took the rag and I sort of haphazardly cleaned the kitchen floor because I never knew how to clean a kitchen floor. It'd have been nice if you would explain to me what to, how to do it instead of just handing me a wet rag. Oh, it's tragic. So and I was pissed because it was summertime and everybody was out playing and I was cleaning the floor with this wet rack. So I had no idea. So when I was done, I looked at my mother and I threw the rag at her and I said, there, I did your dirty work. And I remember, uh, I kind of blacked out, but I remember she ran across the kitchen floor, jumped up in the air, grabbed me by the shirt and threw me down to the ground. 
and I think she started hitting me and my father came <laughs> to take us apart oh and my God. father pulled my mother off me and then he goes run Diane run Dude, what the <laughs> fuck bro so I got up and I started running out the door and I was like I, d I didn't know whether to take a right or a left but I took off down the street to this old abandoned farm that I used to go to as you know right it was right down the street just when we had away, yeah. just to get away and it was just a old abandoned farm of course now it's townhomes but uh i hid there the entire day mm -hmm. and i didn't know when i could go back home sure, how, how, how are you supposed to was i safe <laughs> i slowly not. crept up our little street of sully way and i peek into the door and my dad comes out and i'm like can i come in now i'm so hungry you know? <laughs> oh, God. he goes yes it's safe now wow man and it was just like but i just didn't know what i was the impact i oh, yeah. had on those words and what i what i had even done you know it was just sort of like one of those things you regret saying and you don't even realize that what you said was bad or triggering. Yeah. Mm. I'm just trying to think if there's anything I can in my life that's... Oh, yeah. This was like... I was trying to make like a joke that would just it didn't land at all with my dad. And he just like fucking hit me in the back of the head. Like We were looking at like possible dog breeds to like get for our next like dog. Yeah. And it's just like... I covered the dog's dick and I'm just like, yeah, don't look at that. And then I can I don't even remember if my my brother or my mom laughed and my dad just like hit me in the back of the head and was like so fucking funny man and I'm like okay like I just gotta like try like I don't like comedy right. is so obviously subjective but right I'm gonna try and fail I guess well I guess that's how parents kind of taught you know back oh, yeah. then it was like hit first maybe we'll talk later <laughs> maybe we'll talk yeah right oh, maybe maybe we'll explain it to you but. Right now, we're just going to clobber you. Right. Oh. <laughs> hard knock life. Tough living. It's a hard we're knock life. We're going to toughen you up. For us. Mm -hmm. We're in an <laughs> Annie, bro. What a crazy story. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, we know each other, but for anybody who's listening to this or, like, I'm going to listen to this. It's so weird knowing that, like, I'm going to be, like, listening to this, but, like, I met this beautiful person, Diane. Oh, I'm like, who? Who, who, who me? What? <laughs> like, no, not me. Um, I met this person, like, was it two years ago almost now? Almost. Yeah, yeah. it's like two years ago. We did this uh, life-changing training um, with these beautiful other people that... Uh, Otherworldly. Oh, yeah, dude. Magic, straight magic human beings. Um, yes. Did you know anybody else before the training, or did you go in, like, completely blind? I went in pretty much completely blind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I so didn't... basically met as absolute strangers and then, like, drank ayahuasca in <laughs> San Pedro and also did some psilocybin. Right. Um, I think total was actually only six days of, that we actually did the ceremonies but then the actual program was like th 10 days three 10 day periods so basically like a month of um, right. training to be space holders slash facilitators guides for this 
entheogites, psychedelic sitters. Psychedelic sitters, yeah, for people <laughs> to heal through using um, medicines that are, I want to say, almost, old, I mean, definitely are older than Western civilization. Like, these things have been around since the beginning of time. If you want to ascribe the stoned ape hypothesis, it's Terrence McKenna's uh, brainchild that, like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking early hominids if they weren't experimented on by aliens to evolve or if there wasn't some crazy ray of energy that blasted our DNA to make us evolve into the next stage of human consciousness or consciousness in general that like taking massive amounts of psychedelics like being psilocybin um, like caused our brains to like download information from the fucking mycelium brain of the mushroom right to change our neural pathways, add new ones and regrow them, and right to heal from old, old traumatic patterns. Yeah, uh, visual acuity gets like dialed in or something too. If you take like a micro dose, you just get like a slightly heightened sense and awareness. So yeah. if you haven't tried that, uh, recommend it for sure. As long as, but obviously, recommend based make any health decision based on the professionals that are covered by lawyers because if you listen to some random dude in a podcast and it goes poorly you, you're gonna try to sue me so don't fucking do that <laughs> use, use the two brain cells you got and like make a judgment call based on your own moral and spiritual philosophical values people like right you're right you're right don't don't say that just because don't be a victim <laughs> don't be a victim as, as enticing as it is don't be right. a victim and if you th- and if you are, then probably best to do some plant medicine with a guide. With a guide, don't right. go. Don't Absolutely. Go without, don't go without a guide. Yeah, you're just gonna be wandering around in the dark. Right. That uh. that helps the victimhood to let it go. Right. Yeah. To be in the dark. Yeah. Be in the dark. Shit. All right. So that's our that's our background. That's how in the old guide training. How these two strangers became familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're traumatized and crazy and into psychedelics. It's definitely part of our story, like one of the common threads. Right. Um, we want to be on the leading edge of uh, psychedelics and understanding their healing properties and how they need to be brought back into our world on kind of a normal basis so we can heal our planet responsible yeah responsible using of, of with responsibility yeah because the whole <laughs> like what i'm the younger of the two people in the situation i i grew up the early 2000s i was five years old when 9-11 happened or turning five okay. so like i grew up hearing about psychedelics and i didn't go through the dare program um, but I was on the, just on the tail end of like that whole mentality that drugs are just like dangerous and there's no medical benefit to marijuana. And now we live in the age where like multiple states have legalized it and they're like, well, actually like totally is. So it's a yeah. different world, even just from me being a kid to now, 20, 25, almost 26, like we're getting there, but it's just going to take more time and more 
I mean, I didn't really know anything about psychedelics till probably about four years ago. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't anything I came into contact with. I think I found out about ayahuasca on some YouTube thing when I was scrolling down mm -hmm. and I didn't really know how I heard about it. But once I heard about it and then I watched some YouTubers explain it and actually watched some live ceremonies, I was like, that's it, I gotta do it. Wow, that's wild. This has gotta be it. So when I retired from my job, I got some pocket money. You know, you get some money like, here, go have a vacation or something. I used all that money and went on my first ayahuasca experience mm -hmm. with, with, with Aluna. With Aluna, yeah. Okay. And other than that, uh, I had tried certain, you know, certain things like cocaine. I had tried acid, had horrible experiences. So uh, knew that wasn't for me. And then I really wasn't a marijuana smoker, but one time I had a knee surgery mm -hmm. and uh, they gave me a lot of painkillers. Opioids? Yeah, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't even know what <laughs> the name of the painkillers were, right. but uh, they weren't doing their effect on me. They were actually creating m me to uh, have more pain and actually, it con it started to control all the nerves in my body, and I just mm. thought this is really scary. And they actually said, "Well, you need more painkillers, you know." So, more morphine. So I I kind of freaked out, and then my f friend handed me a joint and said, "Why don't you just smoke some marijuana?" I'm like, "I don't know." It's like, but when I the first hit I had, or when I I did a couple of hits, and I felt like my kneecap was floating in my body. Yeah, like. The pain, everything went away. Yeah. It was just like floating, and I was floating, mm -hmm. and I thought, why can't, instead of painkillers, why can't I just stick a joint in your mouth when you get out of the ER? Right. Or the OR, I mean. Sure. Just like, you know, give, give them a pipe. Give them a like pipe. Like, you smoke pop, this. Bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Was because, that the first time you smoked weed? No, I'd smoked it before, but I just didn't, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have an affinity for it. Sure. It didn't affect me like mm. it did everybody else, where they mm. thought it was cool and relaxed them. And sure. It didn't do that for me. However, I understood medical marijuana on that day. Mm. Like, it's necessary. So, I saw mar marijuana as medical. And uh, then, and of course, it was illegal. And yeah, right. And I thought, this is injustice. <laughs> I mean, it, dude, it is really like... You know, if a... they would have legalized psychedelics back in the time, in the 60s, 70s, when they were making them illegal because of self-actualization that people were becoming aware of when taking LSD and uh, psilocybin, uh, people were becoming self-actualized. People were questioning the government. People were questioning their president. People were questioning the war mm -hmm. and knowing that it was not necessary. So the government put a stop to that. And uh, hence the opioid epidemic. I think that that epidemic might have been bypassed if psychedelics done in a, in a legal, responsible, therapeutic way would have been healing our society instead of numbing them 
well, yeah, that's that. That's it, right? That's the crux of every single empire to ever exist. Is that like there's yeah. somebody's got to be in power, right? There's a there's a certain way of thinking that is the consensus way of seeing the world, and if you step outside of that box, go against the grain, and challenge the consensus reality, then it's like. You're the troublemaker. You're the person who that's got the heretic that's got to be fucking burned at the stake, yeah. like touted mm-hmm. as, uh, or like um, what's the word? Where you like push people away, abandoned, yeah. not abandoned, but similar to being abandoned. Um, yeah, isolated, something like that. Where you just right, like, ostracized. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a, a, the word for yeah. a good enough word. Ostracized, yeah. right? Deleted. Deleted. Yeah, and uh, jailed. For speaking your peace and yeah, for making other people question, and hence re-traumatizing people over and over and over again, and especially this opioid epidemic, numbing people, making them zombies, and that we could have avoided that. I think. I mean, probably easily, especially yeah. There's just we could have probably avoided even further than that when we were trying to make a decision in the early or in the 1800s do we grow cotton or do we grow marijuana because we could do more with marijuana oh yeah hemp is like so many uses so 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 many uses food clothing i heard originally it was like the paper industry didn't want it because it just would have wrecked their monopoly more or less or just like the yeah there, there must have been something else that said Cotton is it. Right. And so cotton it was, and, you know, I think if it would have been marijuana, it could have been the same situation happening, but people would have been able to get stoned out there in the fields, and some little angry white man, get him stoned, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Not a big deal. Yeah, well, you know, we'll pick the marijuana when we can pick it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, there might there might have been an easier let up on uh, all the anger and and war and all of that if if marijuana would have been the cream of the crop if that's would have been it you yeah, know we I can mean, make yeah there definitely would have been a different sailboats world. we were making cars I you know sailboat. we were doing all kinds of stuff. <sighs> I wish, I wish, man. I mean, all we can do now is either try and change the culture, change ourselves to change the culture, because it's mm-hmm. not ever going to be, you got to, Gandhi might have been racist, but he was right. Like, you got to be the change you want to see in the world, because, yeah. like, if you expect somebody else to do it, it's just probably not going to happen, man. The whole thing, the idea of, yeah, being self-actualized and, like, it takes a lot of mental and emotional resilience, though, to see yourself as worthy enough to push against the grain and question and ask the questions of, like, right. why Why did Donald Trump become president? Like, what? Why? what is going on with is Area 51? Is government necessary? No. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah, <laughs> I wish, bro. You can even go to that point, you know? If you, yeah, if you want to go like, all the way down the um, rabbit hole. Anar- anarchist rabbit hole, right, yeah, for right, sure. Right, right. The whole whole thing about as much as I would love to be an anarchist is that, like, I just understand that ultimately 
even if you could somehow get every single government to dissolve, it's ne- there's just always going to be groups of people that are going to get together, whether it be an association or a government or, like, a thing that's, like, and once they get together and form a, like, collective, like, decision, like, that yeah. is going to be more powerful than just right. your individual, like, thing. Right. I you think can turn government back for the people. Dude, I wish there's this thing called the Convention of States that I like found out about, and it, like that they're trying to use the actual Constitution and not. So there's like the Constitution we know about that like, you taught in school, mm-hmm. the amendments, mm-hmm. the Bill of Rights, and then the amendments or whatever. And then there's like this way bigger, more convoluted and complex Constitution. So like the first Constitution that I'm just talking about is like the original how it's written and how it's taught in school, but that version of the constitution isn't how the government actually like operates Mm -hmm. it operates based off of all of the court supreme court cases that interpreting that interpret the constitution yeah yeah yeah. so like originally the federal government had no fucking jurisdiction there was no fbi there wasn't any of the cia the nsa the uh, darpa any of the like intelligent alphabet soup intelligent agencies (laughs) that we got nowadays like there was none of that they only tax that they allegedly had was like an alcohol tax mm-hmm. and um they because of prohibition it like i think that's around the time of prohibition is when they changed to a federal income tax and like that's when you started to see the massive rise of corruption and well, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. there's always been corruption but right an increase to the dramatic levels that we have nowadays uh, because it just gets so bloated and there's just like the government doesn't create value or wealth it can only take from one sector of the economy through taxes and then attempt to redistribute it in a different sector of the economy to like stimulate growth allegedly but like yeah. i just is that even really what it does i, I don't think so <laughs> i'm not sure what besides it's pocketing a bit of that as they shuffle it over to yeah, yeah, yeah. to their to nonprofit their, organization to their, to their brother who's running yeah. a nonprofit, so it can go in their brother's pocket so then they can right, make more right. of it back in their own pocket or There's, you can do the whole nancy pelosi thing where you just like know that covid's coming and just like do some insider trading but it's allowed to be insider trading i mean obviously oh, i'm not even just gonna harp on only nancy pelosi not only on the blue side totally every oh. dude Every person that gets to that level of the federal like thing, yeah. If they're, unless it's like their very first term, they're part of the problem. Like right. the ingrained swamp monster thing, red, blue. Like I'm, unless you're gonna go down like purple and I make a whole other third party, which I think would oh. be preferable. Yeah, the psychedelic third party. <laughs> yeah, the psych- exactly, the psychedelic third, the yellow and purple uh, dead center, dead center party, the dead center party. It's a target. It's a target with a yellow right. and purple target. Yeah, that's right. my, my that's my political party that I'm not creating because I don't want to be a politician because politicians are just liars. They're professional liars. Because this is another thing that I about government uh, being someone who like attempted to join the military and failed. That like. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Thanks for trying, kid. But now that, like, everyone in the military is a liar. Like, you can't get into the military without lying. The standards to get into the military are harder than going to college. And they require you, at some point, to compromise your, like, integrity to get into the military. Because it requires you to be able to not only deceive 
the people you're defending, but to deceive the enemy, you have to like that is a an actual like right required skill of military like war and conflict is to misinformation tear you down. yeah to completely tear you down and become an AI <laughs> yeah cog and cog in their dream machine absolutely right, exactly to become something that you malleable to control mm. yep. to uh, want you to put a gun in your hand and kill people you don't know yep get angry about things that the government caused right exactly a CIA yeah. blowback yeah it's just unbelievable how people just don't see that <laughs> it's it's emotional manipulation on a, a societal scale yeah it really it's is. ultimate ultimate control yeah through uh, through chaos yeah through chaos yeah. fear yeah absolutely fear 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 that's, fear. that's the fucking ain't that the word of the day for me <laughs> Making <laughs> terrible life choices because I'm afraid of getting hurt. Well, questionable right. life choices. Not really terrible. Definitely questionable, right, though. Right, right, right. Breaking up with my girlfriend just because, like, they're trying to break up with my girlfriend, but failing because she, she fucking loves me too let much. Right, she won't let you. <laughs> oh, I totally work. Let's go. We're good. <laughs> plug, plug, plug it up. Plug it. Unplug it. Plug it back in. This is a. It's like they call it cycling the power in, in the. IT world. Right, right. It's the first thing they ask. That's the, the first uh, way to figure out what's going on. Did you plug it? Unplug it? Like, no. Do it now. Try it. <laughs> Try it for me, please. Right. Have you ever had insomnia? It's like, oh, it's working now. Thank you. <laughs> every time, bro. Every time. Do you, do you, have you ever suffered from insomnia? Um, yeah, here, you know, not consistently. Maybe two days out of the week, uh -huh. I may have trouble sleeping, but it's not like I'm not getting any sleep. But sure, just not as much as you'd yeah. like. Yeah, let's days. just say I don't suffer from it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, it's not, it's not, it's not using I, I don't want to redefine it. <laughs> right. I, uh, I was driving this guy um, down in Santa Cruz uh, when I was driving for a lift down there, and uh, he was like, he was talking about that and how he tried to do combo to like help him. Oh. Like take care of that, and um, I don't know really. That's like the right medicine, obviously, for that problem. Right, right. But um, it just really struck me as like, it just sounds really terrible. Like to not be able to sleep. Like that's yeah. never been a thing. Like there are obviously have been times in my life where it's like been like my mind is racing or for whatever reason yeah, I can't yeah, like sleep. Happens. But like to consistently not be able to fall asleep or like get good rest. Right. That right. sounds like hell. It is. It is. It is. It is. Because at the times, every now and again, when I was unable to get to sleep, like mm -hmm. I'd wake up at two o'clock in the morning and oh, yeah. like wide-eyed, ready to get out of bed. And I knew I had to be to work at seven o'clock, seven thirty in the morning. Right. I would have sleep anxiety. Oh. Like, oh, oh my no. God, I gotta get up and I gotta get up at five thirty and I can't sleep. Yeah. So I would cause more of it, more of the uh, sleepless night, but. Uh, yeah, that happens every now and again. And when you wake up, you feel terrible. So I can't imagine it on a regular basis or having it as an, a diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, dude. Stress up sounds so tragic. Uh, you know, at that time, if I was him, I'd be trying everything. Combo, right. marijuana, whatever, 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 whatever. 
just, just get me, me to sleep. All the Conk me out. Hammer. Right? I don't know. Get just it to like me. hammer. Oh my God. Give me the fucking the sharp side of the hammer, bro. The dough. Go. Knock me out. Okay. Oh. Right. Um, you know, I, I have this game. Um, it's called uh, Veritalisium, basically. It's a game... You should essentially play it like every every year. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like you just like review like your life. It like it's like what is the most important lesson you learned this year? Or like right. what was your biggest regret or stuff like that. Um, recapitulation. Recapitulation. What? Have you ever heard of that? Recapitulation. Um, I mean, I <laughs> like capitulation is like when you give up or whatever. But I did, is that like a game also? Uh, it was. It was uh, who 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 taught me recapitulation? Um, oh, I am drawing a blank at this at this moment. But it's about reviewing everything in your life, like going through what's everything that you've done, even in your entire life. And I did this when I was about twenty six, mm-hmm. so I had lesser years to deal with sure. now in my life. Where I would probably have to go into a cave and <laughs> recapitulate for a couple of months. But you go back in every scene that you can possibly remember in your life throughout the month, year, oh, year fuck. after year after year, back, 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 back. Even if it was traumatic, you have to go even through re- looking at that trauma and going through that whole experience and seeing yourself out to the other end. Mm-hmm. And your whole entire life recapitulating every single moment you could possibly remember in your life. And so I had done that when I was about 26. And um, Carlos Castaneda, I think it was Carlos Castaneda. Have you ever heard of him? He's the one that... The author with the... the, uh, Not San Pedro, the other one. Um, uh, Yeah. He's... No. Carlos Castaneda, I think that's his name. What's that? Which, He's which the one that, that did the idea of recapitulation. I'm so mad I can't think what that cactus is called. But by doing that helps you to retrieve memories and trauma, see yourself get through it to the other side, and best, and best dissolving it in helping you to move forward. Mm-hmm. So, it, was, it was peyote. Peyote was a cactus. Is it that guy? The peyote how, shaman? I don't know, actually. He could have been. But it, it, but this wasn't on any kind of psychedelic or anything. Sure, yeah. I just uh, somebody recommended I read a book by I think it was yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's it's got like a, um, many books and apprenticeships and and I an anthropological PhD guy, something doctorate or something maybe. I don't know. Maybe I, that I guy. Look him up. But he, uh, I even got taught by one of his apprenticeship, one of his apprentices, mm-hmm. and I went back all the way back. I was getting it to five, four, three. Like I barely remembered anything. I just kind of floated there for a while. Kind of, I thought of a tree I remembered when I was two, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I went back into my mom's womb, experienced the whole nine months of what it's like to be in her womb. And then I was just going through it and I was like, oh, I'm... And then all of a sudden I hear this big pop, mm-hmm. like a cork. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and I was rolling in space, tumbling, 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 going through stars. And, and it was so, I was going so fast that I thought I was going to melt away. 
and uh, and at that time I had to find myself back again and so I came out of it and I was super dizzy for a long time but that recapitulation mm. was worked for me <laughs> but anyway as I interrupted you you were talking about reviewing your past oh shit yeah the the game um your game you just you made me think of the time that I because I did transformational breathing training oh right, right. That, which is how I met Alex and Attila mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh one of the things that we did in the first week-long training thing that I went to was uh, like a rebirthing kind of thing, but like doing the breathing technique, the breath work um, in a like a hot tub oh. with like a snorkel. What? So like you could like get deeper into that feeling of like being like in the in the womb again oh yeah that shit was trippy as fuck bro so crazy i just remember like because pretty i'm like 85 percent sure that it was like the because in the modern hospitals they give the um i forget what the thing they give the mom the injection to like induce Pitocin. labor Pitocin? maybe Pitocin. whatever Pitocin, it got yeah. i just remember like feeling super duper lethargic and like just like Oh, Pitocin, that's what it is, yeah. To just, like, yeah, like, as a baby, just be like, bro, like, what, a, what is... I was, like, super happy in, being, like, in, in the in the, oh, in the water yeah. or whatever, and then just yeah. be like, bleh. Right, right. Just <laughs> because of it, but, um... Yeah, it induces the pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, now you're gonna have the baby. Yeah, because the doctor doesn't have the time to sit around and watch you try to spit it out. Right, just wait. We're gonna hurry it up here. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've also heard, allegedly, that, like, dolphins make really good <laughs> um, what is it uh, like bed maids or fucking handmaids or some shit I don't know I don't even sure at all I don't even remember I read that I, think I read that in that book that she had uh, Breathe Deep Laugh Loudly by Judith Kravitz oh uh um where you hi hire uh uh what is that you, to help you with your pregnancy is Something, dude. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'd have to read the book again. It was so long ago. I remember this. Yeah, who wouldn't want to give birth around dolphins? Dolphins, right, dude? <laughs> In the ocean. Yeah. They're just like the salt water. <laughs> the baby floats right up or some shit, dude. I don't oh, know. God. No idea. Um, oh, yeah, so the life review thing. I'm just like, since I kind of want to do this, I'd like to do actually do this with every single Antheo guide, for first mm -hmm, off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but then also consistently doing it with just like you or also whoever wants to be part of the project of just like doing it like once a month I think is fairly reasonable like it's not going to be like an every week or every day kind of thing because it's like way too much commitment like a, it's a giant commitment of like time and energy to make that happen but once a month seems reasonable to me and just like doing it so like how I was telling you earlier just like being able to like look back at our lives as they're changing month to month, mm -hmm, moment to mm -hmm. moment, and be like, man, dude, remember when we had that fucking, when we first started like a year ago or two years ago, and right, we're still right. fucking doing it, we got 24 episodes now or something ridiculous, if obviously we, we stuck to the, the month to month schedule or whatnot. Right, right. But, and it would just be, the game would be of life review, 
I just think that's like a good underlying. Like if it, we, we if there was like a core like set of questions you asked every oh, single time, okay. and then obviously yeah, when yeah. a person like because a month is just you get so much new material to like work, work in yeah. to the story or to like make a change in your life and try not to be too loud because right, your roommate's right. trying to sleep. But just yeah, like that's kind of the premise I'm working with in, in my brain. I don't know right, what what right. you got, but just feel like that's like a good good shtick good right good have thing a, have a yearly meeting area with a 10 questions and yeah just like and know. a group of people who are willing to put themselves out there oh, what yeah. did you learn what did you evolve what did what did you let go what did you hang on to what did you yeah yeah so i guess like yeah so you just said a year right a year yeah, yeah. so definitely yeah so like yeah, definitely like a year. Like questions for every time a year does pass, and then like, then also the month-to-month questions mm-hmm. of like, what what did you what was the biggest lesson you learned in the last month, or like what has been like, the consistent theme of the month, or yeah. like whatever. Yeah, that would be a good journaling commitment too. Oh, dude, yeah, I um, do you, which I start and stop all the time. Do you remember Melissa from the MDMA ceremony? She's yeah, yeah, sort of. Sort I was of. out of it. Yeah, you were so out of it. That's, I was that's like, so fair. Was I the most out of it? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I don't think anybody else was doing what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Lilia was having a tough time, mm-hmm. but besides you and her, I don't think anybody else was really like as squished or squashed or. Yeah, I was unable to walk, talk. <laughs> I just had to go through whatever was being shown to me yeah yeah you did yeah i part of me regrets not staying on my mat and staying like away from people but i just got like so amped and i just like once the because they were like yeah we're gonna do like two hours on the mat thing and then two hours of the like partner exercises and then two hours of like whatever the fuck and it just like they didn't even get through like a whole first hour before they were like we're doing the group exercises and i'm just like Okay. Yeah, that that wasn't right. Whenever, I think when you do, we did MDMA, and I think that when you do it, if you do it because you need couples therapy or you're you're doing a specific therapy with somebody Mm -hmm. that uh, you need to work some shit out with, Mm -hmm. that's good. But if you're just doing it just to talk to people. Or do the whole party thing. Or the party thing, because one of the things that happened during that group session is that nobody remembers what was being told to them, and and so it, it just like you were just talking, but nobody was working anything out with you. You were just a sounding board, it seems like. Oh, uh, I feel like and definitely maybe in the beginning it was more of like a blur, especially when I was like got out of the room and was like out in like the main like place where we had eight and everything like yeah. that there was, was, was a lot of energy that was going out in yeah. there i was but when we started the group exercises like i remember yeah like deeply connecting with brooke and melissa yeah and the reason that i brought up melissa way back a couple minutes mm-hmm. ago however long it was ago that like it's just she is is whatever kind of coach she is um and oh is she the australian one yeah yes okay yeah 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 and uh for her, 
just like got me to start and I once I get up to Mendocino I'll we'll be back on doing it daily but like just emotional journaling and like just checking in with myself every day Mm -hmm. and I just need to stay on that because it's like really important yeah to just like yeah she was intense I like I liked her energy she's amazing an amazing human being yeah at the same time I had to stay silent with the MDMA because I couldn't talk and exert my energy out yeah because i felt like i was just getting so much in yeah like yeah, yeah. downloads downloads you, you downloads were. that i i needed to just sit keep that in and just be open to whatever information that they were giving me that i was getting mm-hmm. from the mdma the entities of the mdma oh, entities yeah, the mdma elves yeah they i just felt like i cannot exert myself i need to keep you know, store this information somewhere. Somewhere, dude, anywhere. Oh, yeah, body of info, totally. Yeah. Oh, I just remember when it was first coming on, just, like, not being able to maintain any type of, like, facade or, like, shield. Oh, yeah. And just, I remember my breathing getting, like, very deep and it mm. becoming, like, automatic. And then, yeah. it was just, and then I was just, I was gone. It's just so gone, and there's just only ecstasy and like joy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's weird to say this, but it was it was kind of scary because of there are parts of my personality that are built on like not anger, but like pain or discomfort because that's where growth is but mm-hmm. now that i'm saying these things out loud it's kind of making me realize and feel that i can also be uncomfortable in those good feelings as well mm-hmm. and that like that can also be a growing opportunity right exactly right and that's a mind fuck yeah <laughs> totally just mind fuck myself with it's that, like. it's really hard to cover cover up pure authenticity pure integrity and having everything at the surface honesty of where you're at at all times without having to cover up due to shame fear whatever that wiped it out shame and fear got wiped out and for me I just felt like I have no other choice but to just be purely authentic yes and pure organic because I I just felt like I was like a thin piece of paper and if I didn't stay in my authenticity and my integrity that it's like rice paper. It would just all break away, break away, break away. Once I start stepping on it, you know? Sure. And it just felt like, uh, it felt intense, but at the same time, very simplistic, mm-hmm. very easy. Um, just like keeping your life really easy. Like we were talking about, no debt, <sighs> no, you know, 
no dark secrets. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, no making, no, no succumbing to the, um, how to say it, no succumbing to, uh, the easy path of badness or right. wrong, yeah, just bad right. decisions that are a cop out. When somebody says, "Hey, you, you, you want a lollipop?" <laughs> it's like. Want to smoke a little crack? Right, Just a right. little crack. Here, let's distract you from your trueness. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. Uh, it's how I would really like to live, mm-hmm. but of course, when the NDA starts to wear down, you're you're kind of like back in your body and like, oh. Oh yeah, dude. I just I, I got know. so back into um, bad habits. That so I broke up with broke up with my girlfriend, like quit my job, yeah, like did all yeah. did all these fucking um, abandonment. Uh, right, right. Ta- my attachment style of just running away and pretending like it doesn't matter or that I don't want it, just because like. Right. I just was raw as flip flop. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> swear, but you know what word I wanted to say. And, uh, yeah, I don't, so, like, I think coming back now, sir, circling back to, like, the theme of the past month from the ceremony to this moment has Mm. been, has been that of just, like, really, like, surrendering to or, like, learning how to be uncomfortable in positive experiences. Right, right. And not returning to the comfort zone of discomfort or pain just because that's familiar. Mm-hmm. Right. That's changing the neural pathways. No. That's what you're doing. Yes. And you can't go back and live the same old person, the same old life, no. the same old broken heart, the same old stories, Story, yeah. the same old belief systems. No. It's like inch by inch as... You, we explore with these plant medicines. There's an, a part of you that changes a little bit, inch by inch, as you come out of it into soberness, and you come to new realizations. It's it's not your whole life isn't changed overnight. It just happens increment in increments. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, that's definitely. part of changing the neural pathways where. You, you cannot go back to the same old heart. Or if you that's do... What we're doing, that's why we're doing it in the first place, right? Right, or if you do, it's just you you know somewhere in you knows that you're just living a lie. Right. And that it's like you don't need to like play small and not do the things that you know you want to do with your life. Right. Just like you, you just know it more. You can embody it more and more each time, you know? Right. And, and they say, well, why don't you just do therapy, you know? And we always say one night of Aya or psilocybin or MDMA is like five to ten years of therapy in your life, right? Right. So we're just getting rid of the couch and talk right. therapy. This is kind of like our choice of our own therapy. Right. Yeah, no, because, I mean, it's it's becoming more... Or it will be more well known in, in the future. MDMA assisted uh, psychotherapy, 
Uh, there's also ketamine-assisted psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Like, these are already, like, things that are becoming, like, more and more, or right. ma- maps and all that stuff. Right. The, the legitimate scientists that are right. doing doing the work to exactly. make it more uh, scientifically and socially acceptable to right. sit down with somebody and just get real with yourself on a psychedelic. Like, God forbid. Mm-hmm. God forbid. God forbid you go deeper than, yeah. <laughs> the I think after what I've been through with, I've never done uh, ketamine. Yeah, me But I, I almost feel like MDMA is even more supreme than ketamine. I don't know. I haven't had the opportunity to sit with ketamine. I mean, one day I probably will. Um, but I, yeah, I definitely want to compare. Yeah, <laughs> compare I do too. Contrast. I would like, I'm, and I've been offered somebody to sit with me and provide me ketamine and try it out so i mean because i am a psychedelic person sitter psychonaut a psychonaut right yeah i i am compelled to (laughs) compelled to try it (laughs) it's like it's almost uh, necessary (laughs) yeah it's 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 interesting now from where i started taking marijuana um recreationally and psilocybin recreationally to how i actually use i basically don't i literally basically don't even smoke weed anymore um i'm once a month if that will sit with a like a a marijuana tincture just for Mm. like actual like physical pain um, and even that, like, just fucking trashes me now. No. It just, it, it's, it's really slow in the beginning, but then, like, the peak is just, it's just way too much. Um, and then, yeah, so was I like, getting out there, the, um, the, right, so, like, ketamine, like, that being a psychedelic that I've never done before, I would approach that with so much more, like, respect mm, yeah. and, like, almost, like, a sacredness of like trying to use the like it as an actual medicine or a tool to like change myself or like help mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. get heal. through some trauma trauma healing versus yeah. like doing it as just like oh I'm just gonna do it to fucking feel good and get out of my own head for a right, little while right. like that is something that I don't think is that mindset or that way of thinking or yeah. looking at it perspective yeah. isn't as well that's just the common. point that's just part of that these psychedelics is that you can use it for real change and real therapy or you can use it to do a rave you know mm-hmm. it's it's recreational too mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine doing Aya recreation recreationally like that is the only plant medicine that I just can't hey let's go to do a rave and to a rave and do Aya you know I just can't imagine I mean that knocks so I've heard it's obviously there's like because allegedly until the stuff is like really really strong and it definitely is um but both of the times about the two different um brews that i've had being the one from the shipibo tribe or the shipibo shaman in costa rica and his stuff like they were so strong i couldn't imagine like you'd have to take such a small amount of it to be able to even function at in a social setting at right. a rave like right you just literally like when it's like super duper on, you're glued to the floor. The gravity is at eleven, bro. Like you're not moving around, exactly. dancing. Like who the? Yeah, I don't know. Why? Who? Why? Who? What? Where? Like you know, so many I questions. I, I don't know if people really do it recreationally, but maybe they've tried it, and somebody got some 
a hold of it somewhere and That's, I have no idea man. you no know clue. it's it's also a safety issue oh yeah as well for sure you know it's not to be abused it doesn't allow that <laughs> that plant is not allowing abuse <laughs> of its plants of its energy with its energy yeah it's kind of much more sacred so what do you think was the biggest uh like theme from the MDMA ceremony to now for you for me yeah um the theme the MDMA theme the lesson theme whichever uh resonates more and I even repeat this at times where I feel a little emotionally low that I am loved yeah I remember you okay yeah and I am love mm-hmm. and I have always been loved damn when it said you have always been loved I'm like what <laughs> like I don't think so no you've always been loved the universe loves you the earth loves you and I'm like that's big you like <laughs> Could that pot, you, how could that love me, you know? And the fact that there is other energy sources other than mine that soar through me that I have the ability to interpret Mm -hmm. and take that vibration and make a sentence, words, a sentence, and create and information from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That there's information from that vibration. Mm-hmm. And once you tune into that vibration and you find a way to interpret, it has a plethora of wisdom and deep knowledge of how to structure your life and become sacred within yourself mm-hmm. so it if you take a hold and work with it, it it can really help lead your life and create the life that you desire amen diane <laughs> jesus <laughs> see this is why i want to record these conversations man like i'm gonna look back at this at one point in my life and be like i needed to hear this wisdom again like it just feels like it's going to be important one day at some point show my kids show random strangers be like oh yeah i got a podcast i got a thing like check it out don't check it out whatever man this is just my life i'm trying to make as much impact doing things that i genuinely enjoy with people that i actually deeply care about Mm -hmm. because like Mm -hmm. i just don't know when my last fucking breath is gonna be and like i want, want my life to have some type of significance and matter to some people more than others because you can't Right. Please all the people all the time. Right. Um, Can't please everyone. It's impossible. So you got to please yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> who, who are you? Who are you quoting? Who are you singing? Who, who's that? It's a song. I I, 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 I can tell. Okay. I just don't know who. You know, I can't think of the person, but uh, um, somebody in the audience will know. Yeah, but as you journey more, the you'll expand and evolve and expand and evolve and. Your heart will come bigger, become bigger, and you'll become what you desire. I'm so looking forward to drinking ayahuasca again at the end of the year. 
Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's been such a like literally like ten months maybe since from yeah from February from the last time we yeah. did the training to yeah. end of the year. Right. Right. Um, and so, I did everything I needed to. I did got to drink San Pedro again, and like that was an incredible experience. Um, and yeah, I just think ayahuasca is gonna be very much what I need to just like yeah let go of my attachment my abandonment attachment style yeah I think the next time I do San Pedro I really want to be in a desert really amongst other cactus amongst other cactus <laughs> oh, I want to commune with its neighbors and its family <laughs> sure why not man um, I'm down. I'll, go I'll to go. Joshua Tree or something like yeah, that. Yeah, dude, let's go. Let's go yeah. where, wherever. And fucking sit with the cactuses. Make sure we're wearing headbands. <laughs> I think it would be really effective right there. Drink a, get a lot of water, like a teepee. Right, right. Yeah, that's how we want to do it. I don't want to do it in a in a in an environment that's not conducive to I don't know if this makes any sense to the cactus itself mm -hmm. like in somebody's backyard yeah or like in a house or, I did San Pedro in a redwood forest really and that was pretty amazing but yeah but then when I did San Pedro at Sagrada for some reason it just wasn't a good set and setting for me it felt yeah it felt like not not like it was forced. It just didn't work for me there. So okay. when I did at Sagrada, I didn't take the edibles that they gave out because I mm -hmm. thought I was going to get some job that I didn't end up getting. But then when I did it at the Scotts Valley House and did take the edibles, it just, like, was not the same. Like, it was, like, it just felt like I got, like, super sleepy, kind of, which yeah, honestly yeah. probably what I needed at that time. But <laughs> when I drink it again... I sit with it again. I think I'm just gonna just do just be pure straight San Pedro, yeah. yeah. Like, cause it doesn't like some people like they it doesn't like, mess with their stomach or whatever. Yeah. But, like dude, for me, it's like don't mix it. Yeah. So healing for me, just being right. with that that spirit, that yeah. medicine. So yeah. Anything that gets me to that like instinctual level of like thoughts you literally just can't change, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or like being able to in a, a singular moment, change a thought that you've had your entire life and just being a different person after wow. that moment. Yeah. I'll yeah. never forget the like that ability because of the first time that I drank San Pedro right. and was just like, I like watermelon now. Never turn back. Yeah. Never the same. Literally never the same. Wow. Grown change and like, so that has probably been the biggest takeaway of my psychedelic journey and letting go of the things that like were holding you back the baggage mm -hmm. and the weight of the grief or the from the from the trauma mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. the limiting beliefs that like your life has to be a certain way because of what just what you think is true for you and like yeah. being able to change that is just wow that's powerful so powerful yeah yeah i just can't imagine not wanting to know yourself on that level and and thinking that Anybody who has issues with psychedelics as being negative, bad, dangerous, you know, if you do it in the right set and setting, 
with the right people in a ceremonial type situation with intention, working on that intention, I, I just can't imagine it not working out for you. I mean, it's gotta be life-changing. So I'll say this to that. Um, for some percentage of people, they actually, it just causes like a mental, like a genuine, like mental break. And they're just not the same person afterwards, but mm -hmm. not in the way that they like are evolving in a positive fashion. It's literally just destroying their mental health. Like mm -hmm. there's, I mm -hmm. don't, actually I did meet this guy. Um, and he's a friend of one of the other Anthea guides. And yeah. he, he just like, they did psychedelic mushrooms and mm -hmm. it just like caused him to go have to be and put into a mental institution like legitimately because right. he just like yeah well that's the screening that's the part right. of the screening yeah. process mm -hmm. of there was none of that because they were like 16 where, yeah so where are you at emotionally what what uh antidepressants and drugs are you taking right 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 do you have mental illness you know that's also part of the screening mm -hmm. process no definitely yeah yeah not to, because what you said was absolutely Yeah, beautiful. absolutely right. Just, yeah, I mean, but you're right. At the same time, the whole screening process is really important and... Responsible use. Yeah, responsibility yeah. and... Uh, yeah, definitely you got to take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, uh, yeah, for a big majority of the people, it can be life-changing. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But be careful. But be careful. With uh, dosage. <laughs> yeah, don't take don't take and seven grams of mushrooms don't, don't your first time. Don't mix things up with, you know, an antidepressant and a oh, yeah. Iowa, no, Iowa I, or psilocybin. Make sure you're not on heavy meds. <laughs> no SSRIs in ayahuasca. Right. Those are the, those are the uh, the times that you've seen people die taking yeah. that psychedelic is because they're mixing. Uh, mood inhibitors with uh, ayahuasca which floods your serotonin receptors and causes you to have a seizure and oh, then, wow. then, yeah. you, then you're not alive anymore so definitely right, don't do that right. there is danger but through responsibility and knowing yourself and being accountable mm -hmm. and not lying to the people that you're doing the medicine with, then you can, you will be safe. It, it might be one of the most difficult experiences in your life that mm -hmm. you could ever possibly have, but you either gain a new perspective or lose something that's dragging you down. And like, that is just so right. profound and people need that. Right. Right. And I remember when I first did, when I was first going into my first ayahuasca and they were talking about how it was life-changing I had to really question myself like am I ready for life-changing mm -hmm. am I mm -hmm. ready for that sure uh, because we identify so much with our pain and our trauma right yeah and our relationships and our marriage and our whatever mm -hmm. all the things that the ego thinks it is yeah it it uh, some people sometimes aren't ready for life changing. Oh no, yeah, they were the so. one of the one of the ladies of the first ceremony I went to in Costa Rica. She like literally bailed after like the first night. She was just was like, yeah, I gotta go home and like take care of my uh, my movie theater or something. Like she's like, said she like booked a 
private like jet home or something which totally oh. could have been just like a flex of, and she could have actually been legitimately that rich don't know but like it was just she just was not with it like right. i had oh i had such an incredible experience but she did not she did not enjoy it she was not not with it and yeah needed, needed to vacate the premises right well because she knew her limits at the time she wasn't ready yeah it's just fine it's just fine yeah it is it is okay yeah it's okay to not be okay it's okay to be okay <laughs> it's okay to be everywhere in between <laughs> um, yeah so yeah. i think it's been about an hour through the yeah. two different recordings yeah um, what about you with the mdma what about the mdma one? what what, the, what, the did, you, what did you get out of it sheesh just the whole um that attachment style stuff of mm. abandonment and well basically like essentially abandoning myself that like at some point in my like childhood um i accepted the pattern of behavior that if i couldn't get what i wanted that i would pretend that i didn't want it to protect myself from the disappointment of not getting what i wanted or getting what i felt like i needed at the time um, I remember this, I think, very severely in, like, the fourth or fifth grade with, like, people would tell me that karma was going to, like, get me or, like, mm-hmm. one, one of those mm-hmm. things. And I'd be like, yo, karma's like my bottom bitch, man. Like, I don't know what you mean. Like, like I know I know how to not, yeah, I, I know how to get, quote, unquote, game the system or, like, figure oh, right, out how to, right. like, live my life so that, like, that shit doesn't happen to me. But then I would, like, do... Dumb sketchball crap like steal things because I'm fucking think that the rules don't apply to me or try to s- s- figure out where I can fucking break the rules or bend the rules right, before right. they fuck before karma does snap back like a fucking one of those wristbands mm-hmm. and gets back at me or he's like hey man like you fucked up so yeah that uh that theme of right, that right. um is just enormous and that that's amazing how i was saying earlier of being uncomfortable while being in a super like happy like like i don't remember if you remember me saying this but like when i i showed up late because i was nervous and i needed to make money also so there was like a do two things going on there but when i was like saying all those things that were going really well for me of making the album writing the book getting the girlfriend mm-hmm. getting the job like and saying how like I was waiting for the other the shoe other shoe to drop and like that's like it was that it was like that fucking thing of like being afraid of like feeling good and then knowing that it wasn't gonna go how I wanted it to or that it was out of my control and that I was like, just expecting it to like mm-hmm. s- go sour because that's what life plays out yeah and I'm just un- uncomfortable being comfortable or comfortable being uncomfortable both both right right. Like that is the biggest theme of the past like month, six weeks of like falling in love with this girl and just having her like believing so much in me that like Mm -hmm. I can actually like change and be vulnerable with her and that I am enough for her. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Uh, that's so much Diane. that's amazing so much it's incredible yeah yeah 
can't lose out. You can't. <laughs> you gotta keep keep going. Keep your heart open. And, and there's love. only the, yeah. You you can't lose from this. That's it's it, not yeah. the game of losing. It's only you're evolving. Choosing choosing to love. Choose to love. And not choose to live from fear. Exactly. Yeah. So simple, isn't it? Simple but not easy. It's just simple a simple little easy. remedy. It's just a simple A tincture. Remedy. <laughs> just a tincture of love, man. Just a yeah. spoonful of sugar yeah. makes the medicine go down. Right. Any uh, final words for our future selves to listen to, look back on, be like, wow, that was funny, or that was silly, or that was great, or that was corny, or <laughs> anything in between? No, it's, it's just... Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess for me, I got to learn how to keep making content. Just keep, keep being creative and just keep moving forward. And I felt like with that MDMA, that it, it helped me to just let go of the old broken heart. Mm. Get, let the heart go. It, and that's what it kept doing. It kept like telling me to let go of the old heart. And we're shifting now into a new, more fulfilling way of living life. Yeah. That feels, that resonates. It's like, it's like so mirroring mm-hmm. so much of everything that I'm going through. So yeah. definitely that. Yeah. Letting go of the old way of being and allowing new life new things to uh, happen a I, new regenerative a regenerative a regenerative heart and it and when things are tough you know i just i just say you know what diane you're loved you never were not loved damn you are loved but get that I tattooed right on my forehead yeah. you are loved yeah and i and i just keep repeating that and things just calm down things just get really mellow and say yeah you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay all right, man. That's it. You're going to be loved. You're going to be okay. Uh, namaste. Have a great day. <laughs> um, I go by so many names these days, but uh, it doesn't even matter, I guess. What's the you name you want to go me. by right now? Right now in this moment. Um, yeah, I could just say the whole thing if you really want okay, me to. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got like go five for fucking names. Uh, Zykon, Eben Flo, Elias, Guess Gendrick Newman is my full legal name that I changed it to when I was 25. I'm wow. going to be 26 in December, but that's that's my mouthful of a name. So okay. I'm signing off as that human being with that title right now, that right. name, whatever you want to go off on. Diane. Just Diane. <laughs> Hachuma D. We're out of here. See you See ya. in a month or so, whatever. Yeah. All right, all right. So we're, we're, say what you said again. Take it easy and you're always loved. <laughs> take it easy, you're always loved, but also take remember to take it. Okay. Remember to take it? Yeah. <laughs>